Welcome to our community, just to start over best. We are learning about who is by Shurbeinu before Shabbos Agadol, before Pesach, the Sikh of Ches Nisan, Tavshinun Aleph. Um, and we, we ended off in the other, in the previous recording, speaking about Maisha in Kapitol Tzadik, Maisha Isha Lokim. Um, as the connecting energy between Hashem and us. If to, we're not going to repeat it, but we're, we're going to move on here. Um, and, uh, so this idea, again, Kapitel 90, Philo Maisha Isha Lakim, who is Maisha Benu Isha Lakim? He's a godly man, as a it is supposed to be, but the, the Yid par excellence. So these two extremes, Hashem, God, open godliness, and a person, Isha Elohim, they're two extremes, and they're in one person in Maisha Benu, in the connector. These are the two aspects in Maisha Isha Elohim. It's interesting that it's a Tfilah Maisha, Maisha is one energy, and Isha Elohim is another energy. So we're saying Isha Elohim means two extremes in Maisha Benu, two extremes in a Jew. Now, then let's take, let's try a different paradigm. Maisha is one, one energy, one paradigm, one template, and Isha Elohim is another template, which also tells us something about Maisha Benu. Not only Maisha Benu, who are you? Who are you? Since you have a spark of Maisha Benu in you, who are you? You have both you can relate to, you're somehow connected to the Maisha template and the Isha Elohim template. So what are those two pieces in you? Isha Elohim is a union of two extremes, Ish and Ha'elohim. Ha'elohim is Hashem, God, divine. Ish is human. Imagine them being in one person. Who is this one person? Maisha. So, Maisha is the union of these two extremes. But, of course, the name Elohim is the gematria of Hateva. That Elohim is Hashem as he decides to appear in the world. How does Hashem appear in the world? You know, a plastic container, uh, a car, a bus, a lamp, a windowsill, you know, a window, a napkin. That's how Hashem decides to appear in the world. <clears throat> meaning Ha'elohim is the level of Hashem which tutsich on, encloses himself and animates the nature of the world. When Hashem wants to make a world and he encloses himself within it and he animates this world and gives it life through that part of himself that he calls Elohim, Ha'elohim. So now if you have a term called Ish Ha'elohim, you're talking about a human being who is unified with the divine, Ha'elokim. Which part of the divine? The part of the divine that creates the world every single second. Because the level of Ish, we said Maish Rebbeinu is Ish Ha'elokim. Ish is his human part, his lower part, as he's connected with the world. You know, Maish Rebbeinu eats, drinks, speaks as a family, all that stuff. Off, walks, does things. Maishar Benu was a person who walked with, you know, you see 
walked with the staff and did all those things, looked like a regular person. Is it, in a sense, a regular person? He's part of this world. That's the ish part. And yet, <clears throat> ish ha'elokim means him in his eating, drinking, walking, mundane stuff, becomes unified with ha'elokim, with Hashem, as Hashem fits himself into the creation. Hashem as he appears in this world. So again, Naishrabenu, human, being, unifying with the part of Hashem that fits Hashem, fits himself into this world. Hashem making this world. It doesn't say Ish Havaya. It doesn't say Naishrabenu is Ish Havaya. Havaya is the essence of Hashem. Havaya is the part of Hashem with which he, he goes beyond nature. It doesn't say Maishrabenu is Ish Havaya. No. Havaya is Yitke Vaske, is the godly revelation which is higher than the world. The world was created with Shein Elakim, Elakim. But Hashem expresses himself above the world. So is Maishrabenu Ish Yitke Vaske? No. Ish Elakim. Okay. So we understand Maishar Bin was a union of a person in this world unifying with the divine potential in this world. Good. Now, what is the name? That's that one template, that unity. What's Maisha? Maisha comes, the word Maisha comes before Isha Lakim. What is that energy about? Who is Maisha? Everybody knows that. Why was he given the name Maisha? We know that Maisha Rabbeinu had lots of different names. Who gave him this name? Batya, Batya. She did. She came down to trans, totally transform her life. She herself was the union of the deepest darkness. She's Paro's daughter. The deepest darkness, the deepest antithesis to, to truth and life. And she came down at that very moment and said, I'm turning the, all the darkness of my father's palace and my father's empire and my father's klipa, and I'm turning it all into the light of Kedusha and truth. And I'm coming to the river, the river Nile, that my father thinks he created and created himself for in the place of a total of Idazara, and I'm going to there, Pavel, dip into that river and transform all the darkness to light through me. And at that moment, and this river is the place of the most horrific opposition to godliness, the horrific dark klipa. It's the expression of the deepest, darkest klipa. And Batya comes at that moment. She's going to turn all the darkness to light through her own life. And boom, she meets up with Maishar Benu. Unbelievable. At that very second, he's calling out to her. Okay, he's a little baby crying. So that's his way of calling out. But essentially, that's Maisha Rabbeinu calling out. She is a brand new Jew. One second old Jew. She just became a Jew. And already the Nasi Adar Maisha Rabbeinu is reaching out and calling out to her. So this is the second that we're, this is the moment that we're encountering. So what happens? I drew him out of the water. Who? Maisha. I gave him that name. Basia is saying, the one who's transforming all the darkness to light in her own life. She's becoming a Gi'arath. What is she saying? I drew him out of the water. 
Where did I draw him out of? And I'm giving him this name based on that. What kind of water? Because of that, what's, what's this water? Where did you take him from that, first of all, that you can do that and he, he's going to eventually take everybody out of Gullis, but why does he have to come out of the water? He had to come out of the Nile River, which is a place of the deepest, darkest klipa, and he had to be in that place and be taken out. It's so complex. And by whom? The darkness itself. Oh, if there's so much there, you know, if we could unpack it at some point. So why did she call him? Why did Basia call Maisha Rabbeinu Maisha? From shame, Kimina Maimishi, see who? She drew him out of shame ma, the nachuma, shame havaya. She drew him out of, um, I guess we have footnotes here, um, out of this, from the Shem Ma, the Nachum Ma, Shem Havaya. She took, pulled him out of a place of higher than Isha Elohim. She pulled him out of a place where there's godliness way above the creation. And what does that mean? The source of the Nisham of Maisha Rabbeinu is from a very high place, the level of Mayim. Where is his Nishama from? Mayim, water. What kind of water? Spiritual water. Which, what part of spiritual water? Alma Discasia. It comes from the concealed place. The water is Alma Discasia, the hidden realm. You don't know what's below the surface of the water. The earth is the revealed realm. You see what's there. It's right in front of your eyes. He comes from the concealed world. The place where there's infinite amazing stuff happening. He comes from that place. Which, by the way, is the reason why, to the extent that we have a spark of Maishu in us, we have worlds and worlds and worlds of potential in us, of godly potential, that we don't know about it because it's all concealed. Because we're coming from that concealed domain which where we don't know who we are, nobody knows who we are. We're all, we're basically, you know, walking around in this world incognito, masquerading as plain old people who do nothing much. And we have no idea who we really are or who anybody else is, and what our potential is, and whom we will step into being in Yemais Mashiach and are going to be begin to step into being right now. So Maishu Rabbeinu comes from this place, from the, the realm of water, the hidden domain. She says, I drew him out of the water. I took him out of the hidden domain. In the hidden domain, there's a lot of good stuff. There's truth. There's truth. I heard a, a shir by Rabbi Friedman. Rabbi Manus Friedman, and he, and he was saying about when a person comes to truth, he suddenly feels like, I'm finally home. I'm finally home. And that's why he would stay. When he comes and faces truth, if he's not all creep it up, he will feel like, oh, I'm finally home. This is where I remain. So this water, the home, this water, the home of Maishu Basya pulled him out of there. Now, when she pulled him out of there, probably all the good stuff of the concealed world where all that concealed amazing truth and incredible understanding of, of Hashem and godliness, it's all there. It came with him. She pulled him out. Wow, she got a good package. 
So she took them out of the place which is way higher than the dry land. The dry land is a place where everybody lives, and they have no idea who they are, really. Everything's, you know, very surface, and you really have no idea what's going on. And she took them out of Ninhamayim. She took them out of the water, this place of Amadiskatya, the concealed truth. She took them out of that place. Mishisihu. She pulled him out in a revealed way. She very openly stretched out her arm, her arm lengthened, to do the one important mission, of the one and only important mission of her life. Pull Maishri Benu out of the concealed domain and bring him into the world. That was her mission. And exactly at that split second, she was empowered by Hashem to do it. Given the thought, and, and everything lined up and synced up exactly at that second, so it should all be synchronized at that split second and not a minute sooner, not a minute later. And here you have Miriam, his sister, who knew this was all going to happen. She didn't know the details, but she, she knew that somehow it's all going to work out. And she stood, it says she stood by the side, at the side of the river, to see how it's going to happen. Not, is my brother going to be saved? How? Is my brother going to be saved and then redeem the Jewish people? Not if, how. Her father said, oh, I don't know if it's really going to happen. She said, no, 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 it's happening. I'm going to stand there and watch the miracle because it's going to be much bigger than I can possibly fathom. Could you imagine Miriam saying, well, you know, it's probably going to happen. Maybe Basia, will, the daughter of Paro, will decide that she wants to become Jewish and she's going to come down to title at exactly that moment when we put my little brother my little brother in, in the basket in the Nile River and she'll pull him out and, you know, he'll cry and she'll pull him out and she'll raise him in Paro's palace. I mean, who? <laughs> you have to be a computer programmer to think that one up. That's, that's, that's so out of the box. No, no one. That's a Pella. That's a Pella. If we're looking for the definition of Pella in the year plus or anu, a Pella is, what? It's so above what you could have ever pictured. It's kind of like, no. No. <laughs> oh my. Wow. It's so, it's not a predictable mace. It's not a predictable miracle. It's just kind of, whoa. You know, with a question mark. Wow. Who thought that one up? She probably saw, you know, the ultimate Pella. She, she was part of this ultimate Pella. Here's Miriam sitting at the side of the river saying, I wonder how my brother is going to be saved so that he can redeem the Jewish people. Wow. This one's creative, Hashem, that, wow, Hashem, you, whoa, Hashem, you did a good one. That's amazing. This is a real Pella. And so there, so back to the scene, Basia stretches out her arm, it, it, it lengthens, she pulls him out of the water, and she sees you in an open way, in front of everybody. All her maidservants saw it. And they're like, whoa, look at this. She's pulling this baby out of the water. And she pulled him into Amadiskalia, the revealed world. Everybody saw. It was all in all the newspapers. You know, nobody, nobody was made, it was no secret. She brought him into this Ailamazagashmi, into this physical world. And it's interesting that she, the one who just came from Paras Palace, remember, she has Malchus. She has, she, she's the princess. She has sovereignty in her very being. It's not going to be any, you know, little simple maid who's going to pull this, pull Meisherbane out of the river. It's got to be the sovereignty of Klippa. 
It's got to be sovereignty. The 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 actual the crown of Klepa pulling the 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 crown of Kedusha Meishadini into this world. She herself in a, this moment was already the beginning of what would become Shabbos Agado. The Klipa itself decides that it wants to make Kedusha reign, rule the world. The Klipa itself has a deep inner desire to say, we want Mashiach now, but it couldn't do it until that moment. And this is a core-to-core moment where she is, this is what's happening. Paro's family, Altavid and Klipa, Paro's the complete enemy of Kedusha, the complete opposite of Kedusha, the slithering serpent within the Nile River, a very, very, very deep Klippa. The, the deep state, plus, 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 the, the, the cabal, the, the, all that stuff, right there, that's him, that's him. And all of it really was created to ultimately say we want Mashiach now, and at this moment, the whole process becomes activated. As she says, I'm going to become a messenger of truth. I need to purify myself from the evil. I'm going to the Nile River, which is the place of Klippa, and Taival, and Boo. She brings Maishu Rabbeinu, the Redeemer, into the world. It's, 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 it's like a sci-fi, you know, little movie. And so she brings him into this world as a nasham in a body so that he, in a revealed way, is Minamayim. It becomes obvious he is from the water. He is from the hidden domains forever. I mean, you could say that, you know, what was the reason for all the blood libels and all that awful, horrible stuff throughout all the generations? The, non- the nations of the world looked at us and said, you're from a hidden domain. What are you doing in this world? You don't belong here. Go back to the water. You and Moses, you know, you belong in the water. Who pulled you out of the water into this world where this is this world is our world, where we eat, drink, and be merry? You don't belong here. You belong back there in the water. You know, remember the days when you know the Arab nations? Okay, now they're starting to be on our side. Always said like, um, good thing that there's an ocean on the other side of you guys in Israel because we're just going to kind of move over a little bit and push you into the sea. You belong in the sea. They always said, they were very open, you belong in the water. You don't belong on dry land. And they weren't evil, but they weren't crazy. You belong in the sea. You don't belong on the dry land. So we're just going to push you into the sea. God forbid. Because this world isn't your world. It's our world. We say, yeah, but who drew us out? Vasya. Paro's daughter. So, too late for you guys. Paro's daughter drew us out and said, I want you in this world. So, you can't push us into the, you can't push Israel into the sea. We belong on dry land. And we're going to move towards you. We're not, you're not pushing us into the sea, back into the sea. We're done. We're, we're pulling the sea, the, the concealed world, into this world. And so, and she pulled him out so that he should be a neshama in a body down here and be openly from the water, people of the water. People of the water. That's who we are. That's who Jews are. That's who measured English. A man of the water. Meaning, Dabuk Bogoli to Makar 
meaning if he's of the water, completely cleaving in an open, obvious way to his source above. That's what fish do. Fish are in the water. They're one with their source. They feel that they're one with the water. They can't leave the water. They say, this is, this is my source. I can't leave this. Animals on the earth, it's different. They don't feel their source. Fish in the water, they feel their source. So to be on the earth, in this world, and feel your source, you're a weirdo. But that's Meishar Benu. He's that oxymoron, completely cleaving to his source as if he's a fish in the water, but living on the land, living on dry land. Like, as it says here, like, like fish of the sea, who are always connected in an obvious way to their source. Minamite, to their source, the water of the sea. So, we'll end off here. It comes out that Maisha Isha Elohim means these two aspects of Maisha being. Maisha, which is his connection down here with Hashem above the creation. Maisha, again, Maisha is, he's down here in the world, but connected with Hashem on a very high level. Not Hashem in the world, Hashem above the creation. Why does he need that? That's Maisha and Yudkei so to speak. Why does he need that? Why does he need to be in the world, but connected to the highest source? Why does he need that? He has a job to do. What's his job? To reveal Hashem down here in the world. In other words, it started off, he was the only one. He's from way above the world, but he's going to reveal that in the world. Now, again, why do you need to do that? Because Hashem wants to come from way above the world and be revealed in the world. Only someone who is that can do that. That's my Shurbenu. And not only that, permanently, my Shurbenu's job is to clone himself. His beinghood I'm from the highest source, but I'm going to be in this world. And the highest source of Hashem is to bring that, the highest source of Hashem, down into this world permanently. Permanently. In a world that says nothing's permanent, Meshavina says, yeah, yeah, permanent. Because on the level of Yudke Bavke, you can have permanence. So he's there to make what he is become the reality of the whole world. And get the world to say, yeah, 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 sure, we sign up for that. Now that's a job. Not just he should be a, an enigma in the world, you know, some kind of an oddity in the world. Well, you have this godly man walking around in the, on the, in the world. He's weird. No. His job is to stop being weird. Not by t- tuning down his kayak, but by tuning up the desire of the world to be like him. His job is to get the whole world to want to be like him. Permanently. For that, he needs the Kayach Obligvul. Infinite Kayach down here. That's Maisha. That's all denoted in the name Maisha. And the second thing is, Ish Elohim means his connection as a person, Ish, with Hashem in the world. What, what do you need that for? It gives the Kayach to bring Hashem down to the Yidden as we are Regular people in bodies, so that we can relate to this 
and become vessels for this on our level. You know, like, give it to me at my speed. I'm not, I'm not so lofty. Mike Urbino has that part in himself where he can relate to me. You know, I don't know. I'll tell you the truth. I'm, I'm kind of busy with Pesach. I can't really relate to it. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Can you just, and Mike Urbino says, I, I can relate, I can relate to every part of you. He has to have a, he can't be just so godly and in this world that I'm like, very nice, my Shabenu, you know, good luck to you. I mean, I'm just a plain person busy with trying to figure out where I should put all the plastic plates in the Pesach cabinet, you know, to tell you the truth, I can't. My Shabenu says, no, 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 I have that part in me too. Part of the world, the world's terms. I get it. I get you. I get you. And I'm going to be here with you. Literally in your, that's why, so Meshur Bainu says, so what's your problem? I said, tell you the truth, I can't figure out where to put all the plastic plates. I don't have enough room in my Pesach cabinet. So Meshur Bainu says, how about if we do it together? I'm like, okay. And he said, and I said, well, why, why is that? He said, well, you seem stuck. I said, good for you, I am stuck. He said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not so stuck. I have this part of me that's legal without limitations. So how about if we work together? I'm without limitations. You feel kind of stuck in limitations. We're going to figure out how to find space in your Pesos cabinet to fit in all the plastic plates. And I'm saying, okay, let's do it. On my level, with my problems, he's there with me in a way that I can show So I say, well, how long are you staying? How much time do you have? He says, I'm here forever. It's permanent. I'm not... Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, we're getting this cabinet done. I said, oh, wow. Thanks. You know, you, you don't have other people to go. He said, I, I, I worked it out. I can help everybody at the same time. That's my Shurbini. He's there with everybody with what they need at the same time. He doesn't have to, you know, I guess if you're my Shurbini, you don't have to uh, leave one place and go to another. You can do be all things at all, for all people at all times. And so... What his job is, his connection in this world, he has the, it gives him the kayak to bring Hashem down it, to us as we are in this world, um, in a way that we can become vessels to the revelation of Hashem in the world. All the way to the extent of the Shachanti Besaycham, revelation of Hashem above the Priya. So he for there's lots more to say, but we'll stop here. For Yud Aleph Nissen, we have a little bit of a sense of who is my Sherbenu and for Pesach. Who is my Sherbenu? What is being accomplished? We're surely moving to the next level. Not only the next level of Maisha Sherbedeira, but our next level. And, and for Pesach, we're being born as a nation, so we're really stepping into an entirely new Shlichus, and we maybe find ourselves this year, all of this, and this pays off in the Gula Mitis immediately now.